you so much for tuning in to an episode of Cross Training. This is going to be our first official episode outside of our little intro that establishes uh, official, what this podcast official. is. Yeah, so we, we've established what the podcast is. Now let's establish who the people behind the podcast is. Now, we're not some crazy big team. We're, we're literally just two dudes, uh, two cousins to be exact, uh, that just we want to talk about God's Word. But... It, I feel like personally, it adds a lot of depth to any podcast if you know something about the people behind it. You mm-hmm. know the lens, and this especially is true when it comes to discussing scripture. I think what well, we think that it's important that you understand the lens through which we view scripture, the kind of people we are. So we're just gonna give a very short little testimonyette, and, and then kind of establish like what does Christianity mean to us? Like what what as a Christian do I think the word has to offer? Mm-hmm. So Tanner, if you want to kick things off, sure. So, as Matthew said, we're cousins. There's not really, when it comes to the atmosphere, difference of how we were raised and how we perceive Scripture. Uh, more of like the differences is of how we have adapted that to our personalities. Uh, me and Matthew's personalities, which he'll talk about it later. And if you dare listen to me, uh, it is sometimes drastically different, but yet. I think differences thrive when they're put together within God's Word. So, put in context, I'm 27. Uh, I've been a Christian since I was five years old. Uh, my dad's a pastor. He's been a pastor for 12 years. And our, my Matthew's grandfather, was a minister, pastor for, I don't know, I don't know when he was called. Uh, I don't know. He pastored a lot of churches. Um, but he's always been one of those guys that I kind of, I, I, I always looked up to, but yet, Unfortunately, he you know he passed away at, when we were young, yeah. to where it's one of those situations where you feel somewhat guilty of like, man, I wish I spent more time with them to get to know him. Oh yeah. So I I, I think he would Matthew would agree with me on that. Um, I'm a paramedic. Uh, I, I deal with that. The Lord's called me to be a paramedic. Sometimes I don't know why. You know, sometimes you wonder. One thing that we'll talk about in this podcast is that you know our biblical understanding and our biblical worldview should not be separate from our vocation. It should not be separate from our family life. They should all intertwine. And so with the call of being a paramedic, I've tried to receive that in the light that God has called me to do something within it. If it means, you know, helping grandma uh, to the bed or helping grandma to the toilet, you know, or there's been times where it's like, help, I'm about to fall sliding down the, the recliner. But you know, some of these things, it, it seems minuscule and small, but yet God's got work in it. And sometimes I may not understand it. And the Lord's called me to preach. I've been a preacher since 2017. But, you know, all these things are well said and done, but we're just, I'm a layman. I don't have any theological seminary background. But if you've listened to our intro, where me and Matthew really connect is that we love Scripture. We love to read other people's views and ideas, commentaries, and trying to grasp exactly what God wants to do and what God in, desires us to learn from His Word. Uh, and when Matthew contacted me about this, you know, mini testimony, I'm, I'm going to point these four points, these four... I'll allow it. You allow it. But I've, I'm a very analytical person that I have to write things down. I'm an outline guy. And so I wrote down like three pages worth of like a personal testimony. We'll get into a different podcast uh, one of these days uh, of the value of a personal testimony. But four F-bombs that have impacted my spiritual walk. 
family was probably the number one. I've made mention of that. You know, I think Matthew would agree that family has been an impact in my spiritual walk. Um, certain faith experiences have been an impact in my spiritual walk. And faith is a key ingredient in the spiritual walk with Christ. And then within my personal finding of Christ, I was searching for Jesus. And that's when I read scripture and I, and, I, and I study it, I want to find a Christocentric truth bomb everywhere from Genesis to Revelation. And every little story, I want to see and I want to find Jesus. I want to find the truth of the kingdom of God and the redemption of his creation. And the last one, I, 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 I want to follow Christ within every aspect of my life. With all this knowledge that we, I, want to, I want to obtain through his word and to seep within the absolute comfort of God's scripture, I want to make the decision and hopefully help people to make the decision that Christ is the only way that, uh, to live a fully redeemed life. I guess in a nutshell, that's me. Uh, I want to say that I'm a nobody, but yet you ask my son. I walk in the I walk in the house every time. He's like, "Dad, dad, dad, dad." So I've got at least one fan. Yeah, one fan. That's worth it. So what about you, Matthew? Me and you've we've been cousins our whole lives. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> For at least the past ten years. Yeah. Uh, but um, oh goodness, how old am I? I'm 24, I think. Maybe I don't know. I don't keep track these days. We're young pups. <laughs> Uh, one thing that I want to establish real quick that's probably going to be very evident in every episode from now till the heat death of the universe, but <laughs> I am not a planner. Uh, that's one personality clash that Tanner and I have, uh, we have had, and we will continue to have, more than likely. You should have listened to us before we started recording. Oh, goodness. It, yeah. It was, it was fun. Um, we still love each other. <laughs> yeah. And I do, I do envy his planning skills quite a bit, because uh, he was reading... He was going off these, these nice, topped-up, bulleted notes. I'm, he has, like, three pages worth of content there. I have three sentences. Like, that's just, it's not a, not a skill that I have. I mean, while I am able to talk, I can't talk off of paper. So that's, that's one quality of mine that hopefully won't be to the detriment of the podcast. But we'll, we'll see where it takes us. Um, now, whether this is a good thing or not, who's to say? But I'm probably very similar to Tanner in a lot of ways. Uh, I mean, he just gave off his little testimony thing there, so you'll be able to make your comparisons yourself. Uh, but I, I grew up sheltered in the Word, uh, for better or for worse. I do think it's worth mentioning that growing up in God's Word, I do think has its disadvantages. And I think that that's going to be an interesting lens through which we can view Scripture. Because growing up, just being told, hey, this is this Bible story and this is what you need to think about it, you kind of fall victim to indoctrination in a sense. And I don't mean that as in, oh, it's bad to just take the Bible at its word because you need to critique the, the Bible. No, the Bible is infallible. It's correct. But the thing is, I grew up listening to what adults thought the Bible meant, and I just took their word for it. A lot of my kind of Christian reawakening that has happened over the past half decade, I'd say, that I really started taking this stuff seriously as an adult, happened when I started reading things that didn't jive with what I had been taught growing up. Yeah. Like I started to to hear these things and read these things in scripture that I was sitting here thinking, wait, that's not what I was taught growing up. That does this really am I reading the wrong version of the Bible here? Like I had those those moments that have really fired me up about studying the scripture. And that's why I'm so passionate about reading it these days. Because who better to read this than me? I don't want to listen 
to what some other person wants to tell me is the right thing about the Bible. I mean, obviously, there, there is a place for sermons. That's not what I'm, I'm not getting at that being a bad thing. But I love studying it myself because I'm discovering that maybe there were some lenses through which other people said, uh, hey, this scripture means this, this scripture means this. And it might mean that to them, but maybe I could have gotten something different out of it. And I don't know, that might be touching on heresy, but those are my feelings, um, and that's, that's what I'm putting out there. But I grew up pretty, pretty sheltered in the Word, um, again, for better or for worse. Uh, grew up lower middle class, that's my socioeconomic background there. Uh, never really knew struggle, but I don't know what it's like to be rich, so there's that. <laughs> More or less, Tanner's little uh, testimony yet is pretty much a carbon copy of mine. We, we, we grew up in pretty much the same way. I mean, that's what happens when sisters raise sons, like Tanner being my cousin. Like We, we were brought up very much in the same way because the same family is, is yeah. where we come from. Uh, outside of a little rebellious phase in late middle school, early high school, I've, I've stayed on the straight and narrow. Hey, I had an emo hair. That, hey, there we go. Everyone, everyone goes through a phase they regret. Everyone's got their blunder years. <laughs> uh, but for me personally, I really started taking God's Word seriously after a, a mission trip to New York in, hmm. I, I believe it was my junior, maybe senior year of high school. And that's when I started taking the Word more seriously, finding these uh, things that I didn't think that I knew before, if that makes any sense. Uh, it's it's kind of weird talking about it out loud right now, but that's, that's kind of when I started really thinking, who is God? Why am I worshiping him? And why do I love him? And that, that's a journey that never ends. So that's, that's where I'm at now. So I guess to, to kind of go from this to complete the process of describing the lens through which we view scripture, uh, Tanner, what does Christianity mean to you? When you ask the question of what does Christianity mean to somebody and what does it mean to me, each question is going to be different. Some non-believers will be quite passionate and say, you know, Christianity has done a lot of good things in, in the world. It, you know, I really like that Jesus guy. He's a good teacher. He's a lot, he's a lot to, uh, to take in. Uh, but I just don't subscribe to exactly what he's teaching a lot of times. And there'll be non-believers that will say, I hate Christianity. It has uh, killed millions of people. I think it's the worst thing that this world could, could ever have. And then you would ask the same question to believers. You're going to have different answers for each one. And sometimes Christianity in itself can be detrimental uh, as the title of Christianity, I'm a Christian, because throughout history, people have waved the banner of Christianity or Christian and have done horrible things. The Crusades are one of them. And as a Christian, and we can talk about this in the future, that's a hard answer to give because they have done those things in the name of Christ, but that's not a Christ-like thing that they've done. So how do you reconcile some of these acts that Christians have perceived as the truth? So when I think of what Christianity means to me, I have to see who Christ is himself. I have to remove a lot of the Christianese, as Matthew said, and see exactly who Jesus is, and to see that he's mentioned all the way in Genesis chapter 3, of someone that is going to bring redemption to God's creation. And you see him in Christ's top figures all through the Old Testament and prophecies of the Old Testament of a redemptive Savior that is coming to restore what was broken. And then to finally get to the New Testament and to see this man that come from a very unnatural and uncommon birth and coming and doing unnatural, miraculous things to show that 
hey, I am who I say I am. I am the son of God and dying on the cross for the redemption of the whole world. And us as human beings being in the back fumes of that and reaping from that reward is a great thing to have. And I think looking in the lens of our years backgrounds, we can't ignore that. We can't ignore some of these the, the things. That's, that's who our uh, social makeup has instructed us and has formed us and who we are. And Matthew says, we, you know, we grew up the same, but yet how we've adapted Scripture can be different. But yet, as long as it focuses around Christ, I think once you put Christ at the centerfold, the true Christ, and we can talk about this later, but there are plenty of heresies of oh, yeah. who Christ is. Plenty of heresies that, that is completely wrong of how they view Christ. But once you look at the Scripture, we talk about the infallibility of God's Word. And these words, we'll try to explain them in the future. We, and and I'm, I'm sorry if we make mention of some of these $10 words that uh, theologians probably make up just to get some money. I don't know. <laughs> but Christianity as a whole, it should permeate every part of my life. And so that's what that's a long answer, I guess. But yet, I'm a preacher, so I'm 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 not a hacking or long-winded preacher. Am I long-winded? Average. I mean, we both are, if we're being honest. Yeah. So I'll I'll end it in this statement, my my monologue of what Christianity means to me. I had someone tell me one time, "Is that I bet you can't stop Christ coming up in an everyday conversation?" And I was just thinking, is that really a bad thing? If I'm studying God's word and I'm taking Christ in in every aspect of my life, if I'm not compartmentalizing. Jesus, which he should not be. That old cliche song, uh, take Jesus out, I'm going to take Jesus out of the box and share him with all my friends. Like, he shouldn't be in the box to begin with. Yeah. So that, that's what Christianity means to me, is that every part of my life he should be a part of, even in the little things. Well said. So what about you? What, what does Christianity mean to you? I've gone through a lot of phases. During a time in my life that I was dealing with a lot of doubt, and it wasn't a doubt of, is Christianity like right? It wasn't a doubt of, is God real? My doubt was, am I being a Christian correctly? I've had this struggle in the past of thinking that there were all of these requirements, that I had to like check all these boxes and, and get qualified to, to reach salvation, to, to reach heaven, because that's the goal, right? But I've learned in recent years that a relationship with Christ is best when simplified. At the end of the day, I want to engage in an intimate relationship with God mm -hmm. because that's what that's what He desires. To obey Him is to do that. Yeah. I mean, what is Christianity to me? Literally, Christianity is to strive to be Christ-like and understand that I'm never going to be Christ. I'm always going to be flawed, and that's the beauty of it. You see, another flaw of mine is I like to keep up with what's going on in the world. I like to keep up with the news, and the news is rarely good. So I... <laughs> I run this eternal danger of getting depressed, being jaded, mm. being just this absolute cynic shell of a human being with no positivity to, to speak of because, I mean, there's just so much bad happening out in the world, you know? Yeah. And it, it's so easy to fall into those doubts of, oh, why is God letting this happen? Why, why is this happening in a world that, that God made? And getting really in-depth on that is a whole episode in itself. So we'll get to that, but for now, what it means to me, it gives me hope. Christianity gives me hope. It gives me a reason to wake up in the morning and smile and go to the same job five days every week and not get discouraged. 
to know that there is a purpose to this life. Yes. There's a reason that I'm on this yes. earth. I'm not just here to work a nine to five, maybe retire someday if I'm lucky. <laughs> I'm not just on this earth. I'm not, ju- I'm not just a number. I am an individual that was fearfully and wonderfully made. Mm. There is hope in that. Uh, to put out a stat that depresses most people for good reason, close to 800,000 die every year to suicide. Mm. And I'm not saying that that number was any better in the past, but since we got the internet, we know what's happening out there. It's, it's a miserable, sinful, fallen world out there. Where's the hope? Where can we look to and go, oh, that makes life worth living? Christ is that to me. Mm-hmm. I think so many people, and again, myself included years ago, we fall into this trap of thinking that Christianity is this series of rules and regulations and weird, uh, this weird hierarchy of savedness that, oh, you, being saved, yeah, that, that's cool, but you got to teach if you want to be really saved. Oh, teaching's cool, but you got to be a preacher if you want to be really saved. Mm. Oh, being a preacher's cool, but if you want to get to like the top, tippity top level of heaven, you got to be a missionary in some third world country. Like <laughs> that, that's, that's what I used to think Christianity yeah. was. But, and while none of that is bad, it's simply love. That's what Christianity is to me. It is hope, it is love. And the simplistic beauty of that is what makes it so addictive to me. Because no matter what, what kind of bad day I'm having, I can look back and say the book of Job. I can look back and, and read the Psalms that David wrote when he was just having the worst of times. And I, and I know that, yeah, th- there is suffering in this world. I will endure suffering because of my belief and independent of my belief. But that doesn't mean that God isn't there. Yeah. And that doesn't mean that there isn't a purpose to it. So to kind of cap that off, Christ brings me hope and allows me to not fear death when it does come. I've been told that in so many sermons. I've heard it in so many Christian songs and non-Christian songs, if we're being honest. There's so many people out there like, I'm, I'm not afraid to die. But why am I not afraid to die? I, I believe it was Paul that said it. Like, if, if I live and, and preach the word, and this is the, the Matthew Thompson version, clearly. Um, he says, if I live and continue to preach the word, that's good. But if I die, that's gain as well. Like, what do I have to lose? Like, if, if I die, then, I mean, I got paradise waiting for me. But I need to accomplish as much as I can for Christ mm. while I'm on this earth as humanly possible. And I know I've said, like, five or four different things of that's what Christianity is to me. But, I mean, that is what Christianity is, is to me. It's love. It's hope. It's a mission. And that's what keeps me going. Yeah. And, you know, you basically pointed out the Great Commission, you know, Matthew twenty-eight, eighteen, go forward into the world, preaching the Word of God, and baptizing them in the name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit. Um, our goal is to share that hope. And sometimes that's, it's, it's the easy things that need to be taught first. Our mission is to, to give hope and to restore that hope. And so uh, that call should be to not only you, but to all believers. Yeah. The contrast to that is what made me uh, doubt as well. This idea that uh, part of your responsibility as a Christian is to go around and hit people over the head with the Bible and say, hey, you're doing this wrong. Hey, you're doing mm-hmm. this wrong to c- condemn people. When that's, that's not what I'm put on this earth to do. God will convict. Yes. It's up to me to love. So I suppose these, these testimonies and this idea of what Christianity means to us, it, it lets you, the audience, and in a way it even helps me and you, Tanner, have a back and forth to establish 
who is Christ to these people? When they talk about Scripture, what mm-hmm. home life are they coming from? What, what does it mean to follow Christ to them, and how does that affect how they read the Bible? As we go out through um, various series and episodes and even interviews within cross-training, uh, that's going to come out in how we speak. We're going we're gonna to have these biases that we may detect and we may not detect, and we're putting this information out there so that you can discern why are we saying the things that we say? We're, we're going to stay rooted in Scripture as much as possible. We're, we're going to try our best to, to stay rooted to the truth. But at the end of the day, we are, we are fallen, yeah. sinful beings. And every once in a while, that flesh is going to creep in. There might be a misunderstanding. There might, we want to let you know where we're coming from so that you can deduce why we say the things that we say. Mm-hmm. But again, we are going to strive to stay rooted in Scripture and let that truth to speak through us. You know, in this podcast... We like to hear ourselves talk. Oh, yeah. It's, <laughs> you know, it's a problem we both have. <laughs> I think both of our wives tell us to shut up half the time because we like to talk too much. Um, but to you, the listener, I would hope that you would get something out of us talking and maybe encourage you to uh, talk to other people about maybe what you've heard or what you've been thinking about. But like Matthew said, don't take our word for it. I mean, we're, we're looking at Scripture, and we're trying to remove all biases, we're, we're, and we're revealing the glasses before you of how we view Scripture. And like I stated before, is that our whole social and uh, economic makeup of who, who we are, it affects of how we view Scripture a lot of times. But if you want the truth, look at Scripture yourself. And if I'm if, if I read something, I'm not shy to being wrong because I want to know the truth. I'm the way, the truth, and the life. No one can come to the Father but by me. No one can have hope restored but through me. Which Jesus, not Jesus, me. Jesus, not me. <laughs> Sorry, I'm quote, I'm quoting Jesus. Yeah. So Jesus is the only way. He is the absolute truth. And with this, he brings hope and life. He restores and redeems. That's who Christ is. And that's what we should focus Christianity about. And that's, you know, that's what we want this podcast to be, man, Uh, is a conversation between me and Matthew to at least have a good, you know, encouragement for this, however long we spend uh, recording or re-recording or cutting out uh, or whatever. But we would like this to be a continuing conversation to those that are listening, you know. So, we'll, you know, hopefully we'll have our emails at the bottom of the the page notes, whatever. You're, you're the more tech savvy yeah. guy. Where would in the where, future? Where, where would our emails be, Matthew? Well, they will be in the show notes. Um, I doubt that we're gonna have that set up by the time this episode comes out, but in the future, we, we definitely want that conversation yes. to, to be started. We, we definitely want it back and forth. If, I mean, if there's just three people listening to it, that's three people that we can foster discussion with. We want, we want to have that back and forth, that interaction, because God made us to have relationships. We're, we're meant to converse. We're meant to love on each other. Like That's, just, that's how this works. So this is going to be a, a fun journey. I look forward to taking it with with you, Tanner. I look forward Mm -hmm. to taking it with whoever downloads this. So we'll see you in the next episode. All right. Peace out.